We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Hey, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Mind Power Meets Mystic with Cynthia Varkavisser, Mystic. Um, Michelle Walters, our Mind Power pal, is not on today. She's taking a well-deserved day off. With me today, I'm really excited to introduce David Blatt. I got to see him here in the Bay Area. David is an acupuncture and massage uh, practitioner in Denver, but the reason I got to meet him is he's also the producer of Mortified in Colorado. If you haven't seen Mortified, I highly recommend you checking it out. It's a storytelling show where adults share the hilarious and embarrassing things they created as kids. So thank you so much for um, taking time out to chat with me for a minute, David. Of course. Um, I loved watching you and listening to your story um, when you did Mortified in in the Bay Area. Sorry, like four years ago? Gosh, could be. I've I've come back out there quite a bit um, to read again uh, because they they love overplaying me out there. <laughs> so. I, I don't blame them. You got, you're amazing. I would love uh, for those of you who haven't heard about mortified i'd love david to describe it it's for me it was great because i got to um look back on my teenage years and not feel so weird and awkward and and laugh at things that felt so tragic you know back then so there was a healing it was a healing piece for me so yeah. uh, tell me about mortified and um how you got into it and you know because it it's definitely your baby it's my baby. It's true. So um, Mortified, as you mentioned, is a show where adults share the hilarious and embarrassing things they created as kids. And it's been around since 2002. It was started by a guy also named David, who's in L.A. He was in L.A. Now he's in New York. And now the um, the show has spread across the globe. So right. it was initially it was initially intended to just be this one off thing uh, because David had discovered this letter that he wrote to someone he had a crush on back in high school. And fortunately, he never sent that letter, but he discovered it again. He stumbled upon it again as an adult and it just cracked him up so much because he uh <laughs> He was so infatuated with this person and was just, you know, being uh, a classic teenage idiot in the way he addressed her in this letter. So he was like, oh, my God, I wonder if other people held on to stuff that, you know, makes them cringe, but also double overlapping from childhood. Right. So he, he put out the call and got flooded with people who were interested in sharing stuff that they'd held on to. And what... What was intended, like I said, to be a, a one-off thing turned into this crazy um, global phenomenon. And now, yeah, there are chapters all over the world. Now, I loved it because, well, one, I happened to know you You had a, my friend had a uh, a little cameo in your, in your uh, monologue, which was freaking right. hilarious. Um, but I'd love to know, how did you get involved? Because I think you were in the Bay Area when that happened, right? When you came across yeah. mortified yeah. 
Yeah, I was living in San Francisco, and Nick Whiteman and I, um, who's who's a good friend of yours, have known each other since, gosh, sixth grade. So we were 11 years old. And um, Nick wanted to go to one of these Mortified shows for his birthday. And I think I told you, he he told me about it and told me the premise. And I was like, oh, God, that sounds like a nightmare. I don't want to go hear people <laughs> reading from their teenage journals. And then I just, I got to that show and I had not laughed that hard. And I don't even remember how long. It was like belly aching, tears streaming down my cheeks, laughter. And um it's funny. I mean, it, it's it's funny because, you know, the premise is sort of just like a raunchy uh, show where people dig up this stuff from their teenage years or, or you know, when they were even younger than that. But what's, what's really special about the show is that it really ends up being kind of this community building thing. And mm-hmm. it's just so humanizing and it makes people feel like, uh, all the awkward stuff they went through when they maybe felt so isolated and so alone and like nobody could understand what they're going through. The okay. show really puts a spotlight on how we all go through that stuff and we're way more connected even in our darkest moments and our most private moments, the stuff that we tend to not share with other people. And it's uh, it ends up being so connecting in, in that way, which has been the thing that's made me really fall in love with the show so deeply and um what's that's what's what's made it so exciting to to continue out in Colorado and I wanted to talk about that because you said it is a community builder so what happened is that you moved out to Colorado and um and then started your own uh chapter I think is what right right? and tell me how did how was that from participating to becoming a leader and then creating this amazing community. Yeah, so um, I think by virtue of reading in San Francisco for a few years, so I was reading with the the San Francisco and Oakland chapters for about four years. And during that time, I realized kind of um, what a community event it really was and how, how passionately people responded at the events Mm -hmm. Um, so I got a real sense of kind of the power of the show as funny as it kind of is to describe it in that way but there really is a special sort of power to the show no I Uh, agree so um I think I I was blessed in having that kind of years-long experience and really kind of getting a sense of the culture of the show mm-hmm. and um, just how the audience, it's its wild. I mean, the audience, regardless of whether it's people who have been to the shows before or people who are just seeing them for, for the first time, there is this like support net that the audience provides. And there's like so much love in that room So I really got to experience the culture of the shows out in the Bay Area Mm -hmm. and see kind of what made it work um, as far as how many folks to present in a night and what really lands as far as um, the material that people tend to share. So all that stuff that I learned in the the Bay Area, I was able to bring to Colorado. And I have a performance background and kind of a, a presenter background as well. So that really helped. Um, but it's honestly the audiences that make it so um, reliably great as an event because the folks who come to these shows are just right there and so supportive. And it's it's truly like a bear hug from hundreds of people that you've never met before. 
You know, what's funny is going to one, I, and I, I just found out that my partner didn't go to, to your event. So I need to go back, um, not just for me, but just for other people to share. And you're absolutely right. So we went for you. And what I found is I identified with everybody with all their different backgrounds. And, um, and so I know that you're saying it was a great big bear hug from the audience. For me, it was someone who is so brave to go out there cheer themselves that you can't help but just cheer cheer them on to to be your voice right totally as you know help you heal some of that really awkward shit that's that's on there 100 yeah so there's a method to my madness to this i promise you um um, which is that you have this you have this baby um and it's it's going really well you're still a part of it and you also have this other life as um you know in acupuncture so i'd love to hear about what drives you to be an acupuncturist yeah so um i i think i shared with you before that um prior to acupuncture school i really mostly had just a background in the arts so i was making music i was in a band with Nick Whiteman growing up and um, was doing a bunch of theater in Chicago and doing voiceover work. And um, that was my passion and and writing plays. And so I was super fortunate to have met with some pretty great success in Chicago doing theater and voiceover and, and playwriting. And then my mom passed really unexpectedly when I was 26 years old. And it just kind of um had me take a big pause and look at what I was doing with my life Mm -hmm. and um just reflect on what had been most powerful um in my life up to that point and what had kind of been the the strongest sort of through line in my life So I decided to leave Chicago. I just realized, you know, as much as I was enjoying the theater stuff and voiceover stuff that it just didn't um, have the kind of resonance that I, that I was realizing I really wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. So um, I had visited the Bay area right around the time that my mom passed and there was like an energetic pull big time when I came out there mm-hmm. and um, Nick was living out there who's always been such a great you know support in my life um, and we just have such a rich history so he really encouraged the move and he was connected to CIIS the um, California Institute of Integral Studies out there mm-hmm. so he got me connected to this sound voice and music program at CIIS because I really wanted to start looking more at music as a healing modality. And while I was in that program, a couple of acupuncturists came in who were doing really interesting stuff with sound work. Um, And it really floored me. And I started investigating more about what acupuncture could address. And I was even more floored because it's really, I mean, acupuncture is magical stuff so you know everything from 
fertility issues to anxiety to insomnia to pain of all kinds. I mean, I've truly had people come into my office who could not get through a day without debilitating pain for years. Right. And after, after a handful of acupuncture treatments, they're able to live their lives again in a way that's, you know, not, um, not just a challenge minute by minute. Um, so yeah, I just, I was so moved by all the things that acupuncture could address. And, um, right after I got out of that sound program at CIS, I just jumped right into the acupuncture program at the acupuncture and integrative medicine college in Berkeley. Um, and it's funny. I mean, <laughs> I, I never expect if, if someone told me when I was, even in my mid twenties that I would be an acupuncturist, I would have laughed hysterically. Right. <laughs> I never would have seen that as, you know, something that called to me. So it was a total surprise twist, um, but it's so rewarding. I mean, I, tr I truly, you know, when people come to my office and tell me the differences, you know, like, oh my gosh, I finally was able to get a good night's sleep for the first time in years. I'm finally not having to pull over to the side of the road because I'm having panic attacks for who knows why. Right. I'm finally able to get through the day without these debilitating headaches. Um, it's so, so, so rewarding. And um, it's such a lovely marriage of both the physical medicine that I do at my acupuncture practice and then sort of the spiritual medicine with Mortified where laughter is the healing vehicle. Right. And, and also where there's the just humanity that's the healing vehicle. I mean, I think just like you were saying, going to the shows and witnessing people getting on stage and being brave, brave enough to share this stuff that they never thought they'd share with anybody it's like, it's, it's this thing happens where you might see somebody on the stage and when they walk to the microphone, you're like, oh my God, this looks like somebody I could never relate to in my life and right. might, might never want to relate to. Right. And then they, and then they share this stuff and you're like, I am this person. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh yeah, so it's really it's um it's such a special way to get to know somebody and it's what's what makes it extra special again is that like none of the stuff that people are sharing was ever intended to be seen by anybody. Right. So there is like this sacred personal quality to it that makes it um yeah, just that much more potent and moving. Right. Well, let me remind everybody that they are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkavisser. And today we have David Blatt, who's an acupuncturist, as well as a producer of Mortified in Colorado. Now, you totally are right where I wanted to ask this question. In one of our previous episodes, I talked about that there are two types of people, people who live to work and people who work to live. Mm -hmm. And I say that you don't have to be this person all the time, but you know that there, you know, there are people who do their work, they leave their job at five o'clock and they have their real life. Mm -hmm. 
do you agree with that? Because it seems like you're one of the people, the reason that you're so fascinating to me is that you're so successful in both camps. Yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe because I always thought that my life was going to be um, professionally in the arts mm-hmm. uh, and because my parents always sort of instilled in, in my brother and me, like, do what, you, do what you love to do professionally. I've never even for a minute thought about doing something professionally that didn't speak to my heart. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, work, I mean, sure, sometimes when I wrap up at the office, I'm grateful to be done for the day sure. <laughs> as far as treating patients. But yeah, the work that I do is my passion. So I don't think that um, work for me is not really like a burden, you know, mm-hmm. work like work is an expression and an extension of me. I. Uh, that's how it shows up for me. So um, it's wonderful. I mean, I I feel like I'm pretty uh, ferociously um, territorial of my my personal time too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know how important that is to mm-hmm. take time for myself, not doing things that I'm doing for you know income. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this stuff. I'm so fortunate to have two careers that really like feed my spirit. Right. Um, so I feel like I'm, I'm, um, my work does feed me. So work is kind of play. And especially with Mortified, work is absolutely play. And it's such a gift to be able to say that. I mean, that that is when anybody in my life will tell you that when I'm, at the theater doing mortified that mm-hmm. is 100% when i'm most alive right i when i'm listening to you i believe the through line is that you're that you're healing so you're feeding yourself as you're healing others and that you're sure. healing others through acupuncture and then you're healing others through laughter and con- and connection and community yeah. right yeah. for all that sure. and so um and so I like to think that you are work. You're, let's see, live to work, work to live. You are, uh, you're living to work, but you have the added bonus that it gives you so much pleasure that it's really not work. Right. Does that make sense? Am I, am I pretty accurate in that? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So one final thought for, because you have this beautiful combination, um, our, our theme today on Mind Power Meets Mystic, and actually not today, this year, is flipping the switch, right? Which, you know, um, what? how can you reframe things so it could be more in alignment with your heart or your purpose? Mm-hmm. Uh, any pieces of any advice that you'd like to you'd like to share so that people can have a robust and fulfilling life that you have? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm again, so lucky. And I think um, I'm not uh, in the majority and that I do feel so passionate about the work that I do. I think a lot of people really, you know, they're, they don't have, they don't maybe even have the fortune to be so, so um, 
maybe picky about what they're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of folks just have to like make that check. Um, uh, and especially, if, you know, I don't have children, so I have the leisure of sort of creating hours as I want to. And I know a lot of parents don't have that, that luxury, mm -hmm. but I think even if you, even if you are in a position where you're maybe not able to do what you're most passionate about professionally, whatever lights you up, whatever makes you feel a little bit electric hold on to that, find mm -hmm. other people who are interested in that. There's, um, there's a group of friends that I have, we're always just sort of looking out for each other to make sure that we are staying on top of the things that make us feel most alive and electric. Mm -hmm. So I think the things that make, uh, make this work in my life, structure and accountability, right? So find some people who are passionate about doing what they love doesn't even need to be the same stuff that you're doing but just keep each other accountable so i'm actually about to launch into this with nick again where we have uh, a group we're meeting monthly to create creative goals for ourselves and just keep each other accountable and create that structure so we can be doing what we love. So, you know, even if that's a book club, if that's a cooking club, if that's anything, even if you just have one friend who is passionate about making sure they're doing what they love and making sure you're doing what you love, hold on to that person um, and just create that kind of lovely, um, you know, nest and network with the people who um, bring you joy and want to see you doing the things that you love. Um, so I guess that's my, that's a little tidbit. Wow. That's a big nugget. I'm so grateful that you shared that. Thank you so much. And I know that you've got to get going. So thank you so much again for yeah. taking time and that, um, for being on mind power meets mystic and everyone, David Blatt, if you, uh, ever have a chance, go see mortified. And if you're in the Denver area, check out David Blatt's Mortified uh, production. All right. Take care, Thanks. everybody. Take care.